0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. And it's time to go to the movies with Brian Lloyd from entertainment.ie. Actually, before we talk about the movies, tell us about Ryan Gosling as Ken from Ken and Barbie.
1: Yeah, so Greta Gerwig, who directed uh, Little Women a couple of years ago and before that did Lady Bird, has been known for making these very sort of, very savvy, very funny, uh, I guess you'd call them dramedies, indie dramedies. Um, It would seem almost like she's kind of taken, you know, taken the coin, as it were. Uh, She's directing Ken and Barbie. Uh, Margot Robbie is going to play Barbie, but uh, Ryan Gosling is going to play Ken. There was a first image release yesterday. Um, It's not, I mean, it's not the kind of transformation that Colin Farrell went through in Batman, (laughs) but it is definitely unique. I mean, it's, you know, it's Ryan Gosling and he's got platinum blonde hair and he's got a six pack and he's wearing the double denim. It's very camp looking like, I mean, I think they are kind of trying to approach this with a sort of tongue in cheek kind of attitude, which to be honest, I think that's the only way you're going to get something kind of meaningful out of this with Ken and Barbie, like it has to be tongue in cheek. Is he not maybe a little bit old for the part? Well, I mean, look, he certainly looks the part. I mean, definitely, like, the image caused quite a stir online. He seems to be in relatively good nick. Like, I think he's in his 40s now, like, and I mean, Jesus, I'm 36 and I don't look anything like that. So, like, it's obviously still working for him and I think he can pull it off. He does have, I mean, I think what people forget is, is that Ryan Gosling when he puts his mind to it can be absolutely hilarious Like, and the one example I would point to is the nice guys with Russell Crowe from a couple of years back he was fantastic in it he was almost like, like he was on the level of like Gene Wilder in you know Hear No Evil See No Evil you know that sort of way that real kind of like physical comedy complete bumbling around the place. Um, I don't know what he's going to be like in this. I would imagine, like I said, I do think this is going to be quite tongue-in-cheek. He is probably going to play Ken like a Ken doll, which is quite vapid, quite silly. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's getting a lot of... It's, it's certainly had a, okay. a big impact. So yeah. I, I, I imagine we'll all be
0: watching it. No, oh, yeah. talk to me about the the latest Pixar movie, Lightyear, which is based on the much-loved Buzz Lightyear character, except it ain't voiced by Tim
1: Allen. No, uh, now it is Chris Evans, who people will recall from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He played Captain America. So what's going on here is, is Lightyear is basically the film that inspired the Buzz Lightyear toy from Toy Story way back in 1995. Essentially... This was the film that the young Andy went to see, loved it, and then went out and bought the toys. So this is the film it's based on. Now, I mean, look... There are two ways to kind of examine this film. You could be, look at it in a benign sense, which is, you know, this is a film, this is a spin-off, it's a film about films. It's, you know, taken inspiration from Aliens, it's taken inspiration from Star Trek, it's taken inspiration from Flight of the Navigator, the right stuff, all these, like, great sci-fi films from the 70s and 80s. And sorry, Brian, just to clarify, this is animation as well, Oh yeah, like it's animation. Like Toy Story, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 100%, yeah. yeah, it's animation, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is initially based on a character from another animated film and it's meant to be a real film if you kind of get my meaning. Um, so the benign view is to kind of look at it like that the other view then would be this is just Hollywood eating itself that it's run out of any original ideas and now it's literally taken characters from Toy Story and trying to fashion prequel and origin films out of it um, oh, That's Disney for you isn't it? That is but see that's kind of it that's sort of, that is Disney like they will just absolutely they have such a huge back catalogue that they'll just go back into it take something out and fashion a story out of it I mean for all that though I have to say I did enjoy this I mean it's a hundred minutes of just, you know, constant uh, comedy, constant action, constant adventure. I do think it's a great family adventure film. I think kids will love it, and I think adults will get something out of it as well. Speaking as somebody who loves sci-fi, I really enjoyed it. I love the references in it. I will freely admit, though, that I, it's not for everyone. I do think that, like I said, like you can look at this and look at it benignly, or you can look at it and say, "Oh, okay." It's completely but but why don't we
0: play a clip for it? I think we have a clip in which the. V- voice of Buzz Lightyear is now Chris Evans and he and the team planned their next mission let's review our objectives kill the robots and don't die don't die, it's just something you want to do every day, it's still
1: an objective if I may, we have one objective we need to put this crystal in the turnip and get out of here, so to do that we have to get onto the base to do that, we have to kill all the robots to do that,
0: we have to destroy the Zerg ship and to do any of that, we have to not die uh, um, Derek? Allow me to explain Operation Surprise Party. It is a variation on Operation Thunder Spear. Didn't you get a medal for that one? Two, actually, but, uh.
1: Wait, how do you know about Operation Thunder Spear?
0: <laughs> I've read all my Grandma's Space Ranger books from cover to cover twice. Huh.
1: Excuse me, Robot Kitty Cat. Oh, sorry.
0: Sensors have indicated that the Zerg ship powers the robots on the ground. So we fly up there, we blow up the ship, and surprise, robots! You're toast. Then we put your crystal in the turtle. and finish the mission. It's a good plan
1: to infinity. Are you trying to get me to pull your finger? Don't fall for it. No, not like that. It was uh, sorry. It's a thing your grandma and I used to do. Yeah, I we would never. She didn't mean to. Anyway, forget it he said to infinity he's supposed to say to infinity and beyond yeah and they do do it in the end they do finally get the whole to infinity and beyond thing yeah like again like you listen to it there like that's very fun like that's real kind of like man on a mission in space kind of stuff like I enjoyed this I have to say I really did enjoy it and I think you know at a hundred minutes long it just zips along has a great sense of pace Chris Evans is able to do the you know the real sort of stoic buzz light here and then he's able to do the kind of goofy comedy okay on, on on a turn, like so it's very, very good, I thought.
0: All right, well, you're, you're more positive about it than some of the reviews I've read. Tell us about this new Emma Thompson movie with an Irish lad called Daryl McCormack. It's called Good Luck to You, Leo Grande.
1: Yeah, so Daryl McCormack, people would know him from Peaky Blinders. He, was also, he also did a stint in uh, Fair City as well. Um, Emma Thompson plays a religious ed- education teacher who has recently become widowed, and she decides that she has basically lived an uh, unfulfilled sexual life and decides to hire a sex worker, played by Daryl McCormick, and she has a bucket list that she basically wants to get through, perform various uh, sexual things, have sexual things performed to her, do all sorts of different positions, and over the course of... Yeah, I <laughs> Is mean, this uh, Fifty Shades of something? <laughs> well, no, it's actually... It was funny you mentioned Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Because, I mean... Fifty Shades of Grey was just ridiculous. But, like, more than that, there was actually something quite... There was actually something very, very sinister underneath Fifty Shades. Yeah, icky. Yeah, exactly. Whereas in this, it's very sex positive, I believe, is the term used. And if Roe McDermott was here, she'd probably have a much better explanation than I would. (laughs) But, I mean, it is one of those films that it is trying to kind of unlearn a lot of repression about it because Emma Thompson's character, like, she comes from that generation where you know, sexual desire was not something openly professed and the idea was was that, like, you were supposed to keep this down and sort of, you know, button things up and lie back and think of England and all this kind of stuff. And over the course of, like, four sessions with Leo Grande, she starts to kind of unravel a bit. Not unravel, but sort of un- uh, unburden herself, reveal herself to him her more and more. Um, I thought this was absolutely fantastic and I think... You know, Emma Thompson and Daryl McCormick, like, this is a two-hander story. It is literally just the two of them in a hotel room, acting, getting through the dialogue, getting it all together. And it leaves nothing to, ima- to the imagination. I mean, it is very, very explicit. But not in such a way that makes it seem titillating or makes it seem like or prurient. it's... prurient. Prurient, yeah. Or even perverted or even sort of done... Pornographic? Yeah. I mean, like, it's very much done in a way that it's... I, the idea is, is that it is a human experience to experience sexual pleasure and that we deny ourselves it at our peril and that a life fully lived is a life to be lived with this part of it. And, you know, we can close ourselves off to it or ever, but human beings are inherently sexual and we have to embrace it and we should embrace it and we shouldn't feel any shame about it. And. You know, I mean, look, Emma Thompson is 63 years of age. The man Daryl McCormick is built like a Greek god. Um, Their bodies look entirely different. And the film treats it in a very sympathetic way. She's like, yes, I do look like this. Yes, there are things that are not vertical anymore. He, on the other hand, looks completely perfect, but they accept each other. And it's really a story about acceptance and accepting yourself and accepting your desires.
0: Very briefly, Emma Thompson, is also photographs yes. of her in a completely different uh, movie, Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical.
1: And uh, looking at the pictures, she's definitely not naked in this. No, definitely not. And in fact, actually, Matilda is uh, played by Alicia Weir, who I believe was discovered on the Late Late Toy Show. She's a Dubliner. But uh, yeah, so this is the... Uh, I think this won a Tony, I think. But yeah, this was the musical that was written by uh, the comedian Tim Minchin. It's now been turned into a film. Um... Andrea Risborough is going to play Uh, Mrs. Wormwood and Stephen Graham will be playing Mr. Wormwood. Uh, Emma Thompson is going to play Miss Trunchbull. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the musical. I hear it's great. And I think, you know, Emma Thompson, she does have the ability to kind of disappear into roles like this. Like she was in Nanny McPhee a couple of years ago. So this should be good fun, I guess. All right. Thank you very much, Brian Lloyd, from entertainment.ie
0: for our weekly movie spot. For our final item on the programme tonight, we're going to delve back into the history of this country from 100 years ago. And an absolutely fascinating story, which I feel I should have known, but I didn't. Uh, Ronan McGreevy will be telling us all about it after this. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.